Hello and welcome to the How to Stop podcast. This is our first full episode, which I'm really excited about. And our first episode is How to Stop Lying. And the sad reality of it is you can't. It is an inherent part of our humanity to lie to each other. There is a movie called The Invention of Lying. And in this movie is a world without deception. And when you're watching this movie, it seems so absurd that people would just believe what is said to them to the point where the main character says to a woman, if we don't go have sex right now, the whole world is going to explode or something to that effect. And she says, okay, well, let's go. In the movie, it does a terrific job of showing us how dependent we are on lying. Not only lying to others, but being lied to. We actually feel great comfort in being lied to and lying to others. It approaches the concept of advertising. All advertising is, is a lie by omission. When you think about it, it's only giving you a partial truth. Drink this drink because it tastes better than any other drink. Is that true? No, because taste is entirely subjective. We love being deceived. Equally, we love deceiving. Now, it's important to understand the concept of a lie. What is a lie? A lie, like I mentioned earlier, is either a lie of omission, where you leave essential information or, or you just leave out partial bits of information to make something appear as though, or it is a blatant untruth. It is telling something that just plain isn't. And that's how it's described in the movie. Most people are not habitual compulsive liars. Most people lie very occasionally. In any given 10 minute conversation, the majority, 60% of us, tell at least one lie. We're more likely to lie to our parents than anyone else. What does that tell us about ourselves and the way we interact with others? Well, the reason we lie to our parents is because we want them to think that we're their perfect little angels and that we've never done anything wrong. So we just paint this picture of a life that isn't. And we lie in everyday conversation because we are trying to convey something to the person we're talking to. Usually it's, you know, making ourselves appear better than we are. Sometimes it's just silly little facts that make a story more interesting. It, it happens to all of us and it these are sort of frivolous lies. My guess is if you're listening to this podcast, you're not just telling frivolous lies. You're not just dealing with frivolous lies. You're dealing with impactful lies. I want to start by telling you why lying is such a hot button issue with me. And I, I say hot button issue, but it, it doesn't upset me. It makes me intensely curious. A long time ago, I encountered a compulsive liar. This person would create these basically fantasical stories about their life to make themselves essentially feel better. Nearly every conversation was pure fiction. And I found that while I knew that these things weren't true because they were logical impossibilities, I had a hard time reading that they were lies. I couldn't pick up on the natural cues that someone gives 
when they're lying. Now, there is a reason for that. One, I wasn't terribly observant and I wasn't super aware of body language and facial expressions, things like that. But the other is when you lie very, very often, the reaction chemically in your brain becomes less over time. So initially, when you tell your first lie, it is overwhelming. You're, if you see a child lie, they tend to cover their face or they will, they will give you pretty obvious signs that they're lying. Now, as you get older, you get much better at lying, but not substantially. You still have signs. You can't lie with your words and your body at the same time. Your brain doesn't have the capacity for it unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath, totally different story. Um, so when I would approach this person, I wanted to know how they were able to get away with it with me. So I started looking into lie detection or lie spotting as it's often called. And that turned into this obsession with me. I just found it so incredibly fascinating. If you've ever seen the show Lie to Me, that's basically what I studied for a block of about three years. I would study every single day by watching uh, TV, actual people, not acting. So I would watch news shows or um, reality shows, things like that. News shows were better because they weren't cut as often as reality shows. And so you could see actual from person to person interaction. Um, and I would study those to see what they were actually feeling versus what they were saying. And the important thing I learned here is women and men perceive these things differently. Women listen for intent. Men listen for information. So we both respond and we're both able to tell when we're being lied to for the most part. 10% of people are able to read people like a book. And that's what I wanted to learn. So I studied this intensely. I read everything that I could get my hands on. I took online classes so that I could be a lie spotter. Now this is not something that I wanted to do with my life. I kind of did, but ultimately when I was a child, I always wanted to know what people were thinking. You know, when people ask you, what superpower would you choose? I would choose mind reading because I want to know what people's motivations are. I want to know what they're thinking, why they're thinking it, why they're doing the things they do. I find that incredibly fascinating. So next thing I know, I can read people like a book and it takes a lot of time and practice. One misconception about this sort of, I don't want to call it a talent because it took a lot of work, but one misconception about this is people will say, okay, tell me if I'm lying. It's not that simple. When you're looking at a person and they're talking to you, you may be seeing something on their face. For example, you may see contempt. Now that contempt can be read as contempt for you or contempt for the person they're talking about or contempt for something that doesn't relate to either one. You have to incorporate two to three different movements, facial expressions into your overall scope of what's happening in front of you. It's, it's not the look up if you're lying, look down if you're telling the truth kind of simplicity. It's very complex, it's very contextual, and you have to view it that way. If you have any interest in this, I would highly encourage you to look into it. Paul Ekman actually has a um, 
Paul Ekman is sort of the creator of facial expressions, micro expressions, and the study of body language. He is the person they consulted for the show Lie to Me, and he has multiple online classes that you can take to better read faces and understand what you're seeing. Micro expressions are small expressions that occur usually a quarter of a second long, but they convey more truth than a full expression because expressions are very complex. I've rambled on enough about this. The reason this is important is you are not getting away with anything if you're lying. People know. They may not know why they know, because I could give you a list of things that you're doing with your body and your face that give you away. Most people just have a gut instinct. When somebody says, you know, I just feel like I'm being lied to, they're not wrong. They just don't know why they're picking up on it. Subconsciously, they're reading these cues. They just don't know what they are. They can't put a name to them. They can't specifically point them out. So if you're getting the impression that someone's lying to you, they probably are. That doesn't mean you can go around pointing the finger and calling everyone a liar. It's pretty pointless to do that. But if you're dealing with somebody who is a liar, don't doubt yourself. Don't second guess yourself, but acknowledge that this is who they are and you're not gonna be able to change them. If you yourself are the liar, you have all kinds of power to change. And that's the majority of the reason I'm doing this particular podcast. If you find yourself lying about a lot of different things, I think it's important to understand what that means for your impact on the world and the people in your world. There is the person most impacted by your lies, and that's you. Denial is essentially lying to yourself. The reason denial is such a dangerous thing is because you're not accepting who and what you are. And that's a lot of the reason people lie. They try to make themselves bigger, greater, better than they actually are. And with um, habitual liars, they tend to escalate. So over time, their stories become far more grand, far more elaborate, and far more ridiculous. And they're not fooling anybody except for themselves. They think that they've got everyone else fooled. When you find yourself lying, it's important to ask yourself why. When you look back on a lie, why did I tell that lie? And why did I tell the lie to that person? Because that matters too. But something else to acknowledge is when we lie to other people, it's not just a silly lie. It's us saying to that person, I don't trust you with the truth and I don't respect you enough to be honest with you. It's a very hurtful thing lying. It makes somebody feel as though you are not willing to share with them. You're not willing to be open to them. So these are the things that we don't necessarily consider in the midst of our lives because in in the end, the ends justify the means. And justification is an ugly thing because it's our brain's way of convincing ourselves that what we're doing is okay as a major type of self-deception but in doing that we are impacting other people because our dishonesty spills over and hurts others the reason you're here is to find out how to stop this my answer to you is there are a variety of ways 
How do we stop lying? The first and the most difficult step for a liar is to acknowledge the lie. That means when you've lied to somebody, you go to them and say, I lied about this. The truth is actually this. I'm sorry. It's a standard operating procedure of acknowledging the behavior and apologizing and then making some kind of amends for it. You could say, in the future, I'm not going to lie as much or I'm sorry that I lied to you. The truth is this. Next time I'll just be honest. The apologizing is the important part because it is validating the pain of the other person. It's saying you were right to feel wronged by what I did. And it makes them feel comforted that you're acknowledging and giving value to their pain, which is super important in rebuilding trust and rebuilding your relationship with that person. Now, that's just in the lies that you've told. And it's important to do that if there are so many lies you can't keep track, you can just go to the person that you've wronged and say, I've lied about a lot of things. If there's anything you would like to know, specifically, I am willing to be honest with you. In the future, I won't be as big a liar or I'll try very hard not to lie to you. The next step is imagine the impact of the lie visually. And the way you can do that is imagine a beautiful marble, let's call it a, just a marble ball. It almost looks like a globe. It's beautiful, it's smooth, shiny, gorgeous. Now, every time you lie to somebody, this round, beautiful representation of your relationship with that person gets damaged. Imagine a sliver of it being chopped off, it being hit by some kind of hammer and a crack develops, your dishonesty will begin to chip away at this beautiful relationship that you've created. Now it is not irreparable, but when you visualize it like that, every lie creates damage. And over time, even the little cracks come together and create major damage. Visualize that when you're lying so that you can get a visual impact that you're having. The next step is making an agreement with yourself and others. Numerous studies have shown that if you start a behavior with intention, it will follow through. If you were to walk into a situation where most people would lie, if you just walk in, you will probably lie too. But if stopped at the door, you're told, okay, I need you to be very honest in this situation and then allowed into the situation, you're far less likely to lie. When starting conversations with a loved one, say, I'm going to be as honest as I can with you. Or if you are the one receiving the lies more often than not, if you start the conversation and say, I need honesty from you right now more than anything, then they will be far more likely to be honest because they have that in their mind at that time. So if you're trying to break the habit of lying, go into each conversation with the mindset okay, I'm not going to lie this time. I'm going to be as honest as I can in this situation. And yes, there will be little partial truths here and there because that's just very natural. And you're breaking a habit which takes time to perfect. And if you continually go into these situations and these conversations with the intention of being honest, your honesty will become habitual instead of your lying. And it just takes time and diligence. 
but it's important to remember your brain will now have a whole bunch of free space. If you stop lying, your brain doesn't have to retain as much of the, uh, the lie memory. Your brain has to remember a different world, a different reality because of the lies that you've created. So now when you tell nothing but the truth, you only have to remember the truth. There's a terrific quote by Mark Twain actually, and it says, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. And this is what I'm saying. You can be excited about what you're gonna do with this free brain space. What are you gonna put in there? It could be sports statistics if you're into that. It can be random historical facts if you're into that thing. You now have all of this brain space freed up because you don't have to retain the, that lie information. Now, if you're a person dealing with a liar and that's why you're listening, you're hoping to change this person, you're hoping to influence them into honesty, I have not so great news. You can't do that. If somebody wants to keep lying, they're going to keep lying. And most people who are compulsive liars, when faced with the truth, will continue to deny it to the point where it, it becomes obnoxious. But they need to maintain that lie for themselves. What you can do from your end is to, like I mentioned earlier, start your conversation with, I need honesty from you right now. You can tell them when you're dishonest with me, it makes me feel this way to sort of attach an emotion or an, a consequence to their lies. So it's not just them getting away with murder, so to speak. Um, but if you're in a relationship with somebody who lies to you compulsively, you may want to consider the possibility that they may not change. And you need to figure out if that's something you can live with long term. And it's ultimately your choice because it's your life in the same way that it's their life and they get to decide how they conduct themselves. It, do it doesn't make anything right, but it is their right to behave that way. So I hope this has been helpful. I have loved learning about this and revisiting this topic. And I hope that I've helped you too. I am always here if you need me, feel free to email me at howtostoppodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want some more information on resources, if you have an idea for another show, let me know and I will, I will respond as quickly as possible. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. I'll see you next week.